Welcome to the Beyond Fine Equine Podcast. I'm Morgan Stevens, an equine postural and performance practitioner. I created this podcast for other horse enthusiasts to learn and hear about all sides of the equine industry. On this podcast, I'll be interviewing other professionals and getting their takes on the horse world. You can expect controversy, advice, inspiration, and surely to get your horses beyond fine. Do you have something that you love to do so much that it's worth the risk of dying over? Today's guest has incredible passion and confidence for what she does. It's honestly truly inspiring to watch and even just listen to her. Without further ado, please welcome Haley Proctor, trick writer, Roman writer, and entertainer. So first off, I wanted to kind of start off with you and and trick writers have such a different and unique technique in riding what are some like prerequisites that you would need to start like going out and trick riding obviously probably me myself couldn't go out and start it today so do you need to be in shape flexible like what does that look like and what are what are things that you need to do to start doing that um so I've had girls that came through that I've given lessons to and it always helps if they if they are in shape you know young girls it's hard to tell them to hey go work out when they're seven eight years old but um they kind of have uh age on their side and so I started when I was five years old and so the flexibility and the the athleticism wasn't really a problem because I was an active five-year-old yeah um but I would say just like a just a riding background for sure um if, if you come in and you're trying to trick ride, but you don't really know what you're doing with a horse, that's really hard because it's, I mean, it's, uh, your, your riding all plays a part in it. So I've been riding since the time my parents could set me on a horse, um, as a baby. And I had a pretty strong background. My, my family were all involved with rodeo. My dad was a bull rider, but he also jockeyed race horses, um, and trained horses. My papa, was is a full-time rancher but roped and trained colts all through um my childhood and then my uncle was the one who did what i do and so i learned from him but he also roped and ran barrels and all of the things and so um my parents always just had us on a like a ton of horses growing up and so i got to ride colts i got to ride old horses that taught me things and so i was pretty um fundamentally strong just with my just with my riding background when i started yeah, that's really neat. That's awesome. So do you train your own trick riding horses now, today? Yes, I do. And if anyone asked me if I could just make a living training trick riding horses, I would I would love it. Um there's just not that broad of a of a um of an audience, I guess, for that for that need. But um yes, we are constantly working horses here. We've got our arena. Um we have colts right now that are coming up that are taking the place of my older horses. And so, um, it's a learning curve every day around here. Yeah, that's awesome. So obviously probably training a trick riding horse is completely different, obviously than, and other horses. Like if I were to go out and try and do a a trick riding maneuver on my horse, they'd probably shy away and be, or stop and be like, what the heck are you doing? So 
what are some key things that maybe the horses need or things that you need to do when training them? So I've had horses come through with all backgrounds. Um, the very first trick riding horse that I trained was my mare Sadie, who passed away last year, just um, of old age. She's we we bred the mare, we raised her. Um, I got to start her from the ground up, so it was kind of a project wow. with my family as they taught me how to start a horse. Um, so I halter broke her. I was six years old. Um, I was the first one to get on her. My dad helped, but I got to do everything. And really, she wasn't broke that well. Let's be <laughs> honest. I was a six-year-old who started a horse. But um, she was, I had lost two of my good trick riding horses um, to just tragic accidents. And I was, I was 11 at the time. So she was just a five-year-old and um, I kept telling my parents she was going to make a trick riding horse. She was beautiful. She loved me. That didn't really matter in their eyes. They, uh, they thought she, she wasn't going to make it. And so I talked my dad into it, said that um, just give me a chance. And I had the extreme bulls in Oklahoma city with a pack like a pack stadium at the Ford center um, coming up. And so I had six weeks and the very first day we went to the arena, she ran over my dad and my dad was like, no, this isn't going to work. And I spent every single day, um, which I think I had a lot more motivation at 11 years old, but I did the trick riding pattern slow, just walking, trotting. And I would do it 20 times in the morning, 20 times at night. Now that's a little excessive now. And I know that, but um, we spent time in the round pen. We popped fireworks all around her every day we like we did a lot with her and um I ended up winning the world on her in 2007 um oh, trick wow. riding when they had the trick riding championships here and then she was the boost of my whole career and so since then I've trained a lot of horses in a lot of different ways now it's a little more go fast um I'm on a crunch time to get them trained and so I had um Cricket who's part of my Roman riding team he was my next horse and he um he I got him out of somebody's pasture so I actually laid over at some people's house and um he came in the barn and I asked him if they wanted to sell him he was just he was cute and I knew Sadie was getting older and I needed to start something else and so um they told me the next day I could have him and then four weeks later I was trick riding on him at a pro rodeo so wow. he uh and then um, Jiminy which is the other half of my Roman riding team so I wasn't Roman riding at the time I didn't have a team and my papa had gotten her in because she was an outlaw and the people didn't want her. So they gave him to her because she just was apparently um, a bronc. And she kind of was. I actually rode her through the cell ring for my papa because um, and he ended up POing her because she was bred pretty well. And I just asked him, like, she's the same size as cricket. They match. Like, let me let me take her and try her. And he was like, absolutely not. You know, we just got this mare in this, you know, for what she is. And I took her and I did my first Roman writing performance eight weeks later. Um, now they were going a lot slower. They didn't, they weren't finished by any means, but those two have um, completely turned my whole career around. So I'm, I'm known more for my Roman writing now than I um, probably am trick writing. And they, um, they're the ultimate team. Like they are, they're, they're the best I feel like, but um, they're also mine. So I'm biased. Yeah. But I made two that weren't supposed to work work. And now we've got Colts coming up. I bought um I bought a horse last year that matched Jiminy and Cricket. Um we were laying over again at Sankey's Ranch in Wyoming or Montana. 
and um, the ranch hand came riding by and I asked again, I'm like, hey, you want to sell that horse? And we got a super good deal on him. And he's quirky. He's super, super quirky. He's um, he's like that every single day. But he has worked about eight performances this year, Roman riding. And then I've trick rode on him as well this year. Um, and then my what? Oh, I trick rode on him at Salinas for the first time um, down the track. That was his very first actual performance was at Salinas wow. um, at the Pro Rodeo. And that was a lot to ask for a horse. But I had um, another girl trick riding with me that borrowed another horse of mine. And so he kind of just got the call. Um, and then my good horse muffin, um, she was my papa's ranch horse. So she was broke. She was the one that came through that was just very broke from the get go. And, um, she was my papa's pride and joy and he gave her to me, sent her to me to, to use. And, um, we lost her this year to a really freak accident. They still don't know what happened, but um, after that, I came home and got one of our five-year-olds that were, um, Shane has trained, he's raised him and it was my husband's pride and joy. And I definitely stole him, but, um, I came <laughs> home and we had played around over the last year. He was just a five-year-old. So we would play around at home and I kind of had him started just slow working him trick riding around the, like around the arena and I'd stand on the side of him, but he was by no means ready to go. And I, I needed him. And so, um, I came home midsummer and got him and then took him to Albuquerque with me. And I was in Albuquerque for 10 days. So by the end of the 10 days, I was using him in performances. So I am kind of known for throwing my horses to the wolves. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think um, I'm, I'm, I'm at a point in my career where I can make some young horses work and I can get by whenever they, they don't work correctly. But I have been really lucky that my horses have taken to everything we've thrown at them so much. But I think um, a ranch horse background is the best way you can possibly go, I think, because okay. they've seen and they've done a whole lot. Um, and they've been put in positions that that make them think. And so, um, like, my husband, when he was training these two colts that we have at the house, it'll be my next set. Um, he He spent a lot of time doing things that I would need. Um, we've never had that before. So I've always had horses that didn't, that didn't know anything about, um, trick riding or pyro or fire or anything. But from the time these horses were three years old, he's been working them around fire. He's been, um, we've been shooting pyro around them. We've been doing a lot of things to just get them ready. And so I think that's why he stepped up to the plate so fast, but it is, it is different. The horse's mentality has to be a little bit different. Um, I, I have very quirky horses that, um, all have their a little bit of issues and I think that I like that the best so um, I just I just enjoy I enjoy bringing new ones along and seeing what they're capable of doing yeah that's really that's really fascinating so um, back I know you kind of mentioned it earlier where you you won the world at the trick riding um, so is there actual like competitions for it then that they do so they're more so in Canada than they are in the U.S. right now. So they had mm -hmm. um, they had trick riding competitions all of the time until the 50s. So okay. um, it was kind of a new thing that they brought back when I was a kid. They had some in Canada and then Tad Griffith brought um, the international championships over to the U.S. Um, back in 2006 so I, or maybe 2005. And so I had performed there twice in one second and then 
the last year that I won it, um, I'm pretty sure it was solely based on the speed of my horse because half of your points come from the horse's speed and my mare was incredibly fast. And so um, that played a big part in, in my win there. And then they really didn't have a competition in the US again for six or seven years. And then they've kind of brought them back. They're not as big um, as they could be, I don't think, but they have a few, um, they have a few going right now. So they have a couple in Texas. They tried out a competition in Vegas during the NFR, but it just, um, it didn't have the spotlight that other things yeah. had. So they got a lot of trick riders, but not a lot of spectators. And um, it was a really, really impressive competition. It just, um, I think it could be really big if someone, if someone dove off into it. Gotcha. So the judging for the competition is that, is it like, do you, is it timed or how does that work? So it is, it's all, um, it's all a part, like how you would perform in a performance. So we have like okay. our station etiquette that's in the corner when you're working with somebody. Um, obviously I said the speed of your horse, your transitional tricks, and there's points for each caliber of tricks. Um, you have your groundwork and your strap tricks and just the, the judging on the difficulty of them. And then your presentation, your showmanship. I mean, it's all, it's all in there for, um, different categories. And so it was like it, you were performing for zero people, but you had to act like you were performing for an entire crowd. So. Okay. So are most trick riders, do they go and do performances? Is that the main? Um, there's a lot of young girls going right now. So I don't, there's been a huge boost in the trick riding world. Um, cause it, it was a dying breed for a long time. And then I was actually in the movies, Cowgirls and Angels and Dakota Summer. Oh. I did the stunt work for those movies. And when those movies and then Heartland, so Madison McDonald that I trick read with um, throughout the year, we, uh, she has done some of the stunt work for Heartland. But when Heartland and those movies came out and they had all the trick riding involved, I feel like it just had a huge, um, it had a in huge influence on the younger girls that were, still with a horse background have known. So we have, um, I know that Madison is putting on schools all over the United States right now. And she's got a ton in Montana where she lives, but um, I just did a clinic in Washington last week and I had four girls come in the middle of a blizzard. And so um, a lot, there's a lot of activity with it right now. And there's, um, there's a lot of really good girls coming up. So it's just kind of wherever they want to go with it. Um, it is completely different to learn to trick ride and to actually go to a rodeo and trick ride. It's just a, it's an yeah. entirely different ball game. Um, I was really, really lucky with my family's background and they always gave me every opportunity. So I, uh, it's just kind of um, where they want to go with it. Absolutely. So when you're doing, when you get booked for a rodeo or performance, do you get to choose the different things that you do, like whether you're Roman riding or whether you're just trick riding or does the rodeo request things? So I have some rodeos that do request it. I have some rodeos that have me doing two acts um, per performance and then some that have me do openings where I come in standing up with the pyro flag. Um, and so I kind of like, if it's a three perf rodeo, I always try to, um, like say I was a three perf rodeo and I had one performance a day, I would for sure try to Roman ride twice. And then I have my Liberty act as well. So I, I have a Liberty horse that comes in and 
um, does tricks. So he marches and dances and sits up, gets on a pedestal. So I always try to at least work him in once. It's just not quite as fast paced as my Roman riding. So I feel like I put, even though everyone loves, like they, they really do respect and love what he does. I feel like I put on a bigger show whenever I'm going fast and jumping through fire. So, yeah. um, but if there's two per day, I've, um, I've mixed him up with my trick riding too, to where I shorten his act and combine it with just trick riding. Um, and then like if Madison and I are working together, we do a combination trick riding Roman riding act. That's pretty impressive. And then we've also combined my Liberty horse with both of us trick riding. So it, um, we, I just try to, I try to vary it out to where they're getting a little bit of everything. Um, there's a lot of people out there that just do one act or just have one. And so, because I'm a little bit more varied, I think that that, um, that's my, that's my catch on getting, you know, on getting some of the rodeos that I do. It's just that I, I have a little bit more to offer. Um, and so, yeah, I like to show off a little bit of everything. How many rodeos or how many performances, I guess, do you do in a year? The last year I had ride at 90 performances, um, a few years, a few years ago, I, um, worked the Texas state fair, which was, um, I guess it's been like six years ago now, but I think I did 176 performances that year because I had 90 alone in 21 days in Dallas. So, um, yes, but no, we average about like 80 to 90 a year. Sometimes okay. it's a little more, sometimes it's a little as I've gotten older, I've been pickier and choosier about where I go and just the runs that I have, trying to line up a run instead of running all over the country and crisscrossing. Yeah. And so like this be good. At least I've got three or four rodeos in one area all year long. Um and so it's a little easier on our horses too and traveling. And I travel with a two-year-old. So we um we try to keep it keep it like 10 hours in between or at least stop every 10 hours yeah wow that's that's crazy so have you ever had any like what what was your scariest moment whether it be in training or at a performance like do you have a specific moment where maybe it was like kind of a freak accident or maybe like oh that could have been worse than it was do you have one of those my scariest moment so I've had a lot of bad wrecks um (laughs) but it was actually a freak deal and I was Roman riding and um just cruising my horses around and I slipped it was would have been just a simple mistake at home um and my reins actually went through or went over my arm and half hitched around my arm so it like when I came off my horses went from running to going backwards super fast just because I was stuck to them and it sent tighter on my arm. And so it actually broke both bones, but it broke all the bones in my hand as it came off too. Oh. And, um, but I, I also just had the vision of like, my hand could have actually came off. Like it was, it was a bad deal. Um, and it was just a really, just a really freak accident. Um, I fractured my back six years ago out in the pasture Roman riding. I had a deer jump out in front of me of all oh. things. And my horses will, my horses will run towards a lot of things, including pyro, but they didn't like the deer. So, um, I supermaned and hit pretty hard and I didn't realize I fractured my back for a couple of months. Um, I still kept performing all, all that year, but I've, I mean, I've taken some bad wrecks and that's why I, I don't trick ride as much anymore. Um, I don't do the hardest tricks out there. My horses still run super hard. So, 
Um, I have that on my side, but it hurts to trick ride anymore. I'm getting, I'm not old. I know I'm 28, but I'm getting older and um, things just don't, things just don't go as smooth anymore. So um, Roman riding really is my passion. I, I love, I love training my Roman riding horses. I love Roman riding. And so um, that's kind of where I am in, in my career now is getting to choose what I do. That's really fascinating. So when you're Roman riding, are you barefoot? Yes, I go barefoot. There's, um, there's several girls that are Roman riding right now. Um, it used to kind of be a men's sport and actually everyone that's going right now are females. So it's pretty cool to see. Um, they all wear shoes except one. So Dusty Crane, she Roman rides bareback and doesn't wear shoes. Um, I don't wear shoes and my husband made my pads. So he does leather work, um, as well. And he, made my Roman riding pads and they're they're exactly what I wanted but they're not like anybody else's and so they're a little squishier and I feel like I can feel my horses underneath me when I'm barefoot but I can't feel them at all when I have shoes on so yeah that's really cool I I've watched you I've seen you at a couple rodeos and and that's what kind of even sparked this you're it's very very cool to watch like your your acts and just the way that you have with the horses like it's very impressive. So, so great job. Thank you. Okay. So we're going to do something kind of fun. We're going to play a little game. I'm going to, uh, kind of give you, uh, a trick riding maneuver and I want you to kind of describe what it is. And then I'm going to, we're going to do something kind of fun. And I'm going to ask you out of all the, the equine disciplines, what would be, um, what would, who would do better at that trick? So we talked a little bit about this, so this will be a good segue. So for Roman riding, can you just give like a brief summary for maybe somebody who doesn't really know what it is? What is Roman riding? So I'm standing with one foot on each horse and they aren't tied together. They, um, they, my horses run extremely fast, but we weave through fire torches I split the fire torches so where I straddle them and then I jump through a ring of fire okay so if you had to choose who would do better at that barrel racers or hunter jumpers oh <laughs> I think a hunter jumper just because um I, I actually I've jumped whenever I was younger and it has benefited me in a lot just training horses and jumping them through fire because even though I'm standing on them I have to give them the correct um the you know just give them the correct cues to jump and so yeah. I actually think a hunter jumper they've already got the quads for it too because it is a it is a leg <laughs> a definite exercise when you're up there oh absolutely Okay, so next one, um, this is a trick riding maneuver, the tail drag. Can you kind of describe what that looks like? Yes, yeah, so you have um, straps on the back of your saddle and you have one foot in each strap and you dive off the back of your horse. So um, your head is down by their hocks, um, the horse's hocks and they, um, you you're just dragging around the arena but that trick there's not a whole lot of people that do it anymore um they consider it one of the most dangerous tricks just because um if you ever get out of position in that trick and it's very easy to do 
you either hit the fence or you can fall under their like work yourself around in front of their back legs so um mm. it's actually not performed very much anymore interesting okay so if you had to choose who would do better at this trick team ropers or uh rainers oh <laughs> or um, neither <laughs> I don't know either of them. That trick's pretty hard, but um, team rubbers sit up in their saddle all the time and a rainer sits down. So I would have to say getting into the tail drag, a rainer might be better at it just okay. because they um, they kind of have some and can hold themselves in a position to get down into it. Okay, good answer. I like that. Okay, next up, um, can you describe what the Hippodrome uh is so it's where you stand up you have feet um you have a strap that runs over the top of your saddle and you stick your foot um up to the balls of your feet into your straps and um you you stand up but you use your strap um you lean against your strap but your horse's momentum is what keeps you um forward and keeps you upright so um you're just standing on top of your horse but it's on a single horse okay um, and who would be better at this, eventers or team penners? Oh, I don't know. Maybe eventers. <laughs> they they uh, on their horses, so maybe just just the. Um, I, I think I'd go with eventers on that one. Okay, okay, I like it. All right, next up, uh, the suicide drag. So that's where you hang from one strap. It's on the side of your horse and you hang on the opposite side of your horse. So your um, feet is, or your head is just a few inches from the ground. You have one leg um, out straight. So you're hanging from one leg. The other leg is um, point your toe to the sky or point your toe out to the middle of the arena if you're flexible um, and your hands drag the ground. So that's the funnest part of trick riding and probably one of my most enjoyable tricks. Um, that's the best part of trick riding is when you get to drag in the dirt a little bit. But um, so you're just hanging by one strap, but you can't fall out of it if your toes up. So that trick is um, actually one of the first tricks I ever learned because you can't you can't fall out if you do it right. Okay, I like it. And who would be better at this tie down ropers or mounted shooters? Oh, I'd have to go with a tie down roper. They already know how to get off their horse. So, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> okay, I like it. All right, last one, um, vaulting. Okay, so that is where you, you are vaulting off, like off your horse and back on. So there's several different variations of vaults. Um, the single vault are just, you, you jump down, you jump back up, but your horse's momentum is what brings you back up. So you can't really pull your way. You can, if you're strong, it just doesn't look very pretty. So you have to hit correctly and you um, you land back in the saddle, but you can do spin the horn vaults where you spin around the horn, then do a single vault. There's um, split the neck vaults where you um, hit and you basically do a back flip back onto the neck. You land backwards back onto the neck. Um, there's crouper vaults where you go off their butt and you hold on to the, um, the crouper straps on your saddle. So you um, are hitting behind them and coming back up onto their butt. So there's there's a whole lot of different groundwork. Um, and 
there's there's it used to that used to be considered a very very um man's trick so there weren't a whole lot of girls that did footwork and now it's taught to everybody and everybody does it so um the game's changing a lot but um it used to be considered just a strength trick okay interesting and who do you think would be better at doing that steer wrestlers or cutters I'd have to say a cutter just because they're smaller. Okay. <laughs> the steer, wrestlers, steer wrestlers do know how to jump off their horse and they could probably get back on. But I, I think it's a lot. I don't know. They're, they're big guys. So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. Okay. Well, that was fun. I'll have to test some of this out. Yeah. Rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> have a little competition. That'd be great. So obviously you as a rider and and you as a trick rider, I feel like you've probably have to have quite a bit of confidence to do what you do and to run into arenas uh, like Roman riding and, and jumping over the fire and weaving in between it. So what's one piece of advice that maybe you have for equestrians to help achieve better confidence? So, um, I think every time I go in the arena, it's like I was when I was a kid. Um, I had an accident when I was a kid. I actually got bucked off while I was doing a hippodrome standing up. I got bucked off two rodeos in a row. My horse, my saddle was actually pinching my horse's withers, and that was the cause of it. So we figured it out. But um, my dad, being a bull rider and a very literal and logical thinker, um, he pulled me to the side. I was seven years old, and I had gotten scared, and he asked me point blank if this was something that was worth dying for Mm -hmm. and at seven years old that was a huge question um he gave me three days to think about it and it took me a week and I came back and said yes it is I love what I do um I was seven I don't even know if I fully grasped that whole conversation but that's still something that we have to ask ourselves today um especially just traveling down the road at that we um, we right. put ourselves in positions all the time to um, to have things go wrong. And um, no matter how well you execute things or how well you drive down the road, even um, my husband being a professional bull rider, um, he's at risk every time he gets on as well. So it is a question that I think that we have to ask ourselves daily. Is this something that we love enough that we're willing to give our life for it? And it's a really selfish question. Um, we We play a really mm-hmm. selfish game and it's a selfish sport. And so um, now we have a family and we have our little girl and we have way more to think about, but um, we always joke that we, neither one can get hurt at the same time. That would be, um, that would be pretty, pretty bad. But um, I know that she's looking at us every day too. And she already stands up on her pony and she wants to hang off the side and she's doing all the things I did as a kid. And Mm -hmm. so I know that it's just coming that I think that she will probably want to to follow in our footsteps one day. And so I feel like I have to give her the confidence. I can't ever show my weaknesses to her because um, there's times I do get scared. There's times I don't want to do anything, especially on the young horses that are coming up. Um, it's just a little easier not to trust them. And so um, I, you just take a deep breath and um, you have to push all of that out of your head. And once you're in the arena performing, it's a little different, but it's those um, thoughts that come into your head right before you go in and so um, I don't know I learn a lot from my husband every day I learned a lot from my family and it just really wasn't ever an option not to do it um, mm-hmm. once once I did to something it was it was all out and so 
I think that's just how you have to you have to go about it. It's just one step at a time, one day at a time, but you you just have to put all of your all of your heart into it for sure. Absolutely. I, I love that. That's that's great advice for people for sure. So for people who who liked what they hear, or maybe they don't know a lot about you, uh, where can they find you? What's your social media? Do you have a website? So I'm on Instagram as Haley, H-A-L-E-Y underscore trick rides. And then my Facebook is just Haley Proctor. It's public. Um, you can follow my Facebook because I think I have too many friends. I, I don't even <laughs> check friend requests anymore. Um, everything's public on there as well. And that's where we share all of our videos and all of our pictures. And um, there's a lot of my family too, but um, we we try to keep everyone updated where we're going and what we're doing. If you haven't had a chance to watch Haley do what she does, then you are missing out. Track her down, find her on her social media, see what rodeo she's coming to near you because it is incredible show that you will not want to miss. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out. Make sure you're subscribed so that you get notifications on when our new episodes come out. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Bye!